This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Megan Batune, and today from the comfort of our own homes, I am super, super excited. We have the wonderful Cami Scott hello, hello. in a beautiful white turtleneck oh, well, and a pendant gold <laughs> necklace. And <laughs> just like describing everything that I see, the couch looks great. Thank you. You look like a magazine cover. Oh my God. I mean, I'm so flattered. <laughs> I love the like paint the picture vibe right I'm like underneath my stairs I look like Harry Potter's closet oh like, that I've been kind of wondering what that is it now makes sense that it's stairs yeah, just oh beautiful stairs, stairs though beautiful <laughs> sleek black stairs <laughs> this is the most visual podcast anyone's ever listened to yeah get those senses going <laughs> Everyone listening, you may know Cami from her YouTube channel or her podcast, Uneducated. You prefer Cami or Cam? It's so funny. I recently like did a tweet, not even thinking about it, saying that I don't really feel like I identify with Cami, and that's all mm. I ever go by, like online. That's the branding. Um, but you can call me whatever you want. I'm not too picky. Interesting. Have you always uh, been called Cami, or were you your full name when you were younger? Or when when did Cami start coming to be the name? It kind of depends who I'm talking to. My guy friends have always said Camden. Um, my parents and my family, it's normally Cam. And a lot of people don't call me Cami, which is funny. I don't <gasps> know why I I introduce myself as Cami all the time. I'm not sure why, because every time someone is like Tammy. Sammy, no one knows what I'm saying. But then if I say Camden, it's like a long story of explaining yeah. my name. So I don't know. It just depends who you ask what my name is. But I was researching. Uh, I do a lot of a lot of research. I'm a girl, <laughs> so I do a ton of research for no reason um, on the Internet about other people. Of course. Of course. But I was <laughs> I was trying to find uh, something uh, like juicy. But then I, I realized that you are born on March 11th, giving all of your information away. Yeah. You're a <laughs> <laughs> my home address and social security are. 
<laughs> you are, we're the same age. And so I was so interested in, uh, have you ever heard of a Saturn return before or know what that is? I have. And oh, it's so funny when I was also researching you, when you're on my <laughs> podcast, I discovered the same thing. I was like Pisces energy, same age. And I just had my friend Jill on my podcast talking about the Saturn return and how we are supposed to have like this incredible beginning of next year. And we're supposed to like know what we want in life, settle <laughs> down, buy houses, think about kids. So pressure right. is on. Pressure's on. And what I was researching when I was looking into Saturn return, I think I had a psychic tell me about Saturn return maybe three years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was fascinated because I was going through such a tough time. Obviously I was at a psychic. And so <laughs> like, like, why else would I be there? <laughs> right. And she was saying that like from 27 to 30 is like the, the whole trajectory mm -hmm. of a Saturn return. And for those listening that don't know what a Saturn return is, every 30 years, Saturn returns back into the same position position in the sky that it was when you were born. And it, like so I've talked about this a few times. So people are like, we get it. <laughs> we get it. We know. <laughs> but I, I don't think I've ever had someone on the podcast that is so close in age to me. And so I want to check in with you and see how your journey is going. And like, if you've seen a big change and shift in the last couple of years or like, what's it been like? Yeah, totally. And when I first heard about this again, was like three years ago, talking to that same friend who's incredible with astrology. And she was like, don't make any big decisions these next few years. And I, I didn't listen. <laughs> I did do the big decisions and now I'm kind of getting it. But apparently mm. you're supposed to understand that your actions have repercussions and kind of understand the long-term effects. So that's why you're not supposed to make big decisions yet. You can, but it's right. advised not to. Um, yeah, these last few years have been so formative for me, maybe the most in my entire life. I feel like right? I've really come into my own. I've gotten to that balance of like not giving a shit what other people think, but also wanting to be kind to other people at the same time and worry about other people feeling good. But being myself for myself and not mm -hmm. not letting other noise affect me as much, I think. Well, in, in the perfect day, I don't let other things affect me. Of course, they still do. And then Absolutely. my girlfriend and I have been looking to buy a house. And this year, it just hasn't really been working. The market's crazy. And I talked to Jill and she's like, yeah, next year, between January and March, that's when it's all going to happen. I was like, oh, all right, I'm ready. That's coming up. Yeah, I know, I'm terrified. She also said, like, my career is going to take a shift and I'm really going to know what I want. And now I'm stressed and there's all this pressure that I have to know. <laughs> and I was like, come my birthday in March, if I don't feel calm and collected and know what I want, I'm calling you. And I have a bone to pick because <laughs> I'm just expecting everything to just like work out and be wonderful. So we'll see. I love that she gave you dates. And that's the other thing. Like when I went to psychics, I would write down the the exact day or the, around the time that she had said. Mm -hmm. And the craziest thing is I started going to the psychic because I didn't know what I believed in, in if the psychic, like I was like, a lot of people, I grew up Catholic. And so my mom thinks like psychics are the devil's work mm -hmm. or whatnot. And so I was like, okay, now that I'm my own person, I want to see what the, what's up with this. Do I believe in it? Do I not? Do I, I don't know. So I just started to go to the same psychic every six months and I would write down everything that she said. And I was referring to my notes the other day on an airplane and almost everything that she had said has come true down to the day. That is and I was wild. Like, 
maybe I do believe in this now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for, I can understand. And I'm like, I believe, but I'm also a massive skeptic where I don't want to be taken advantage of. So I need the proof, but I also am like drinking the Kool-Aid at the same time. Yes, yes, yes. But (laughs) I think once you've gone that many times and you're going every six months and it's all still adding up, that's beyond coincidence. That's just, they're, they're onto something here. Right. What, speaking of coincidence, what do you think about coincidences? Do you think everything is a coincidence or do you think everything, there's a reason for everything? Uh, what is, where do you land on the spectrum of fate? You know, I, I don't know. I go back and forth to be completely honest. I think mm-hmm. with myself, I try not to be hard on myself for past decisions, past people. My therapist said the other day, that she would, she, she was like, if I were you in those moments, I would make the exact same decision because you make the best decision with the information you have. So yes. you, you don't get to be hard on yourself in the future because future you has added information that past you didn't have. So when it comes to that and it comes to, damn, why did I do that? What was I thinking? Yeah. I let it go. I'm like, it happened for a reason. I learned from it. And there was, there was a purpose. So I guess in a way that's me believing in fate, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I go so back and forth of like, we're all just here floating around. Nothing happens for a reason. There's zero purpose. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I didn't get out of bed a minute earlier because I would have gotten hit by a car. if I Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's like, um, it's a mix between the movies, the butterfly effect yes. and sliding doors. With, exactly. Uh, was it Gwyneth Paltrow? Someone, some blonde actress. Um, I forget. Serendipity. Like, yeah. My favorite movie. I always think that like, if you're late for some reason, good. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you're late. Mm-hmm. You could have gotten into a car accident, whatever could have happened. Um, I think the hardest part about thinking that everything happens for a reason, because I do believe that. But when something, when I do something stupid, I'm just like, I should have known better. And then like, what is the lesson that I'm supposed to learn? And, and sometimes I'm like, this happened yesterday. And I was texting a mutual friend of ours. And I was like, what is the lesson that I'm supposed to learn here? And she was like, maybe you won't know for years down the line. And I'm like, oh, I want to know now. I want to be better. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. But, um, there was something else I was going to say about coincidences is I, I think I'm, maybe now realizing in the the formative years of my Saturn return is like everything really does play out in your best benefit. And if I'm mm-hmm. really thinking about why I did something very stupid, then I'm putting more energy into that. And it's, there, mm-hmm. there's a, I was talking to another, uh, who is it? a hypnotherapist. A friend of mine is dating this hypnotherapist and she was saying, um, we were at breakfast and I didn't know what I wanted to order for so long. And I was like, what sounds better a salmon Benedict or a vegan Benedict? And it's like, well, <laughs> neither sound great. Like just get like a normal eggs Benedict. <laughs> and so I overthought the menu for 15 minutes and I finally ordered something. And when it came, I was like, I, I guess this is fine. And she was like, well, you ordered that. So did you want it? Like, why don't you order exactly what you want? Because you're at a restaurant yeah. and you can get anything at any time. Like it's kind of the point. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, you're right. Like I personally want like a bacon Benedict, but I, my ego wants a vegan Benedict. And so mm-hmm. later on in that day, she made a call back and she was like, you know, like everything that's happening to you, it, you are ordering it from the universe. Like the universe is your, um, is your restaurant and everything that mm-hmm. comes to you, you're ordering it. So sometimes when a person comes in your life and you're like, 
why am I dating this person? Or we don't even get along. Why is this person around me? She was like, you ordered that in some way from mm -hmm. the universe, whether you thought about it or spoke it into existence. And I'm really understanding that now during the Saturn return that our thoughts are so fucking powerful that it's not even oh, a joke absolutely. anymore. It scares me. I've been really big in believing manifestation my whole life. I accidentally discovered it when I was little. I have, I have asthma. And when I was younger, it was really bad. So I could fake being sick and stay home from school quite easily. <laughs> so I would do it pretty often. I hated going to school in like elementary school, which is so silly. Nothing <laughs> like elementary school is where it's at. Why was I upset about that? Who knows? But if I would fake being sick the next day, I would actually get oh. sick because I would put that out there and put those thoughts and I don't know, maybe method act a little bit too hard sure. and then it would happen. So when I got older and recognized that I started thinking maybe I can do this in reverse. <gasps> so if I had, I have horrible allergies. So if I was getting really bad allergies, I'd be like, I'm not sick. I'm fine. And I'd go about my day. Like I'm not sick. And then it would go away. So once I started doing that, I started practicing it in all aspects of my life. And even if you don't believe in manifestation, I always say to people, there is no harm in keeping positive energy in the back of your mind all day. You're just going to, even if you look at things differently, even if it rains and you're like, oh God, I need an umbrella. But if you were going in that positive mindset, you'd be like, oh, it's raining. My flowers are going to grow. Yeah. Like, it's cozy out. That's so important. But I yeah. think that's, oh, that's a great tip for anyone. Just like switching your mentality in finding, it's basically finding the silver lining of whatever's happening to you. Um, mm -hmm. Because there's that saying of like, life is 90% of, no, life is what happens to you. What is the saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like 90% of how you react to it or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Close it up. You get it. But I, I think yes. that's so, that's such a good way of thinking about it because for me, I'm super sensitive to the sun. Like I'm from Florida and I need it to be sunny all the time. That's why I live in Los Angeles yeah. now. Um, because if it's, if it's raining, then I instantly, my mood is really directly correlated to it. So if it's raining, mm -hmm. I, I do get into like a slump, but that's such a good, I guess, um, mental training element that like, if it is raining or if anything is happening to you, if you're in traffic or you burn your toast, what is the positive lining of it? There, there's mm -hmm. always something to look forward to in even times of adversity. And I think if we keep training our mind into being in that positive place, it's like our base level, our set point of our mentality is going to be so much healthier. And I've realized totally. when I started reading about manifestation and positive th thinking, so much goodness comes to me and I was able mm -hmm. to feel so much more than I used to. Like the other day I was telling mm -hmm. my mom that I, uh, I was having a conversation with a new friend of mine and I, I started crying in the middle of it because I was like, oh my God, I've never felt like this before. And I told my mom that it felt like that one scene in the Grinch where his heart grows three times and like breaks the little like <laughs> me. So cute. And I was like, how beautiful <laughs> is that? Like my heart's growing. Yeah, like I could like feel it in like good Maybe way. Maybe that's why I cry more now. I used to always make fun of my mom. Like 
any show that like somebody could win a cooking competition and she would start crying. And I'd be like, mom, get it together, woman. Like, are you okay? I get choked up over like commercials yeah. that aren't even sad. <laughs> Anything. I, I cry. Yeah, that's a great so deal. Easily. <laughs> oh my God. 50% it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's beautiful. <laughs> so many people are happy right now that they got that discount. Yeah. It's it's a little out of control. I'm not going to lie. So, oh, that's interesting but that's though. Why. But being a Pisces, you weren't uh, crying, but obviously emotional inside. I mean, I was, I was crying still, <laughs> but like over real life, sure. like not other, not fake movies that I knew weren't real or commercials. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a full blood Pisces to a T. Really? I'm very emotional, but it was more of like crying in my room over like a, a B minus yeah. or something stupid when I was little. And then my mom was like crying over people dying on TV. And I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I used to think that, and now I get I, it. I totally get it. I used to think that when people are dying on TV, that they were actually dying, that they were dying for the craft <gasps> of acting. Like I actually <laughs> thought that for a while. Like Titanic, Wait. Titanic was really hard for me. Gotta be honest. Aren't you an actor? <laughs> I, well, I didn't know then before I was even but, in but entertainment. But you still became an actor <laughs> after knowing, you know what? Sometimes you will die for the craft and you're like, sign me I up. Am Let's day, go. I will go down with the ship. I read something <laughs> the other day. Uh, I don't know if it was a meme or a magazine. That's so funny. It's so 2020. I don't know if I read a novel or it was <laughs> a meme, but it was like, um, all women are actors. Some people just get paid for it. And I was like, oh, oh. my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. Wait. I don't disagree I, with I that. I don't either. I go, hmm, yeah, that's about right. I like thought about every bad date that I've ever been on. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah I was acting like I was having a good time. Yeah, all day long, every day. We <laughs> act to make other people comfortable. I can't wait till we oh stop doing that. That's going to be great. That, Damn, I don't get paid for I, that. Right? <laughs> and not only do we not get paid for acting a certain way to make other people comfortable, but it's coming mm. at a cost. We're paying. Not only do we not get exactly. paid, we are shelling out money, emotional coins, in order to make people mm -hmm. feel okay. Ah, it's so backwards. What are we doing? What, and how do we, <laughs> I think this is a great thing for us to discuss. How do we stop? Yeah, that is such a good question. I feel like our society in general with women being kind of secondary to mm -hmm. men, I feel like women kind of like we we created that, like we coddled men to make them not be upset. Yeah. And then they bought it. Because we're great <laughs> like, oh. at acting. Yeah, because we're wonderful at acting. And now we're like, wait, now what do we do? Because they really they really believe it. They really do believe in their better. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they like me thinking that the actors are really dying on the door after Titanic that sinks. That's how I'm going to think about that every time anyone dies on TV <laughs> now. That's so sad. I was like, and then they like pop up in other movies and you're like, wait a oh minute. Oh my God, maybe I do believe in reincarnation. <laughs> yeah, it was so <laughs> funny. Um, but I think that's such a, a really good thing to think about because I was talking about this with another friend of mine of like shrinking ourselves. Like this has been a, a thing that's come up in therapy in, uh, for the past couple of years of like sh dimming your light to make other people feel good. Mm -hmm. And even in, yeah. in like, I, I feel like I couldn't take up 
space because I wanted other people to know that I respected their space. But it's like, we can all yeah. coexist. We can all, there. The, everything in the world is so abundant when it comes to energy and space and like, you being worth being here, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh my, there's no limit. But for some reason, I feel like I, I don't know why exactly we do that, but I feel like we live in a society that's extremely competitive Mm -hmm. and we forget that it's not always a competition. Like it's linear. We can all exist here, no matter how well everyone is doing, just because I'm doing better than this person doesn't mean that they go down here and this person's doing better than me. So they go up there. I don't know why I'm doing hand motions on a podcast (laughs) that nobody can see, but, (laughs) but we can all, like you said, we can all coexist and lift one another up. You're not, you're not having to go down a peg just because you're helping somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why our society doesn't see that. And we all think that we are competing with one another for everything. Yeah. Those resources are plentiful. I really wonder where that comes from because that's not how it is or should be. But Mm -hmm. for some reason, we all subscribe to that belief. Maybe it was taught to us when we were children from, I don't know, our parents, school, the media, whatever it may be. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I am very confused on why that is. But when you think about it, there's a saying that's like, uh, when you shine, I shine. And it's Mm -hmm. like, if you help other people, not only will they feel better, you'll feel better. Like I started to do some really small changes in my life where it's like, um, if I'm going out to coffee with a friend, I will pay for the coffee because I'm kind of like, uh, celebrating the moment that we have together. It's not about money. It's I'm it mm-hmm. also, I mean, a coffee in LA could be like six twenty-five, dollars $7 too much. <laughs> I think too much money, yeah. but it's like, I, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate this. This is a nice gesture because I, I want to treat you. And at the same time, it's telling the universe in a way that like, there's a financial abundance, at least I'm treating this person and it will come back to me or then it'll spark their um, pay it forward situations. So like small little things like that of even also, I so many tangents. So I also read something. That's the name of the game here. Name of the game. <laughs> there's a, a Japanese um, mentality that when you, I don't know what it's called, but when you pay for something, you should thank the money that you're transferring so that oh. it like, yeah, it kind of, it I makes it that. much more, um, grateful. And so it'll come mm-hmm. to you more and more. So with all that being said, uh, I think making small changes in order to help other people not only helps them and helps you, it helps the connection with both of you and the universe. And I think it's so beautiful to just like do nice things for you and others. It, we are all one. I guess that, that what is what mm-hmm. it comes down to. Like no one is in competition because if you think about yeah. being related to everyone in a, in a sense of like, we are all on this earth at the same time at the same, yeah. it's, earth is billions and billions and billions of years old. Why are we all coexisting now? Be nice to the people mm-hmm. around you because we are a blip in time. And, and yeah. how beautiful is it that we can be a positive beacon that will also help light up the entire world? You know, uh, I could not agree more. I full heartedly agree with the, we are one thing to the point where I like, kind of feel it is my form of religion. I think 
the the best way I can explain it to people, which it still probably doesn't make a lot of sense, but if you think of your own body, you have skin cells and you have your organs and you have your lips and your ears and you have every part of your body. And maybe your skin cell doesn't know that it is also working to create the same thing as your toenail, mm-hmm. but because they're so far apart and they're different, they're made of different things. They look different. They feel different, but they're all working to keep your body alive. And that's how I view people and our entire earth. Like I I think we are no different from the grass in the yard and even like this pillow behind me. We are all made up of the same things. And I think our energy is all the same and we're all working to create this one moving body in a yeah. sense. And that that's why you should you should have positive energy around you. And I think I feel more inspired when my friends are doing better and my family's doing better and people I meet or see online, like you can say good for them, good for you without it meaning, oh, I'm not doing well. Yeah. I had a woman on my podcast who talks about manifestation and she said for a while she used to get jealous scrolling through Instagram. If there was like somebody on this perfect vacation she wanted to be on, instead of thinking, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I could be on that vacation. She would think, this is a sign that my perfect vacation is about to come to me. The universe is trying to signal to me that it's going to be my time soon. So I need to keep looking out for that, putting that energy out and focusing on that. And I thought that was so smart yeah. to kind of reframe your mind from jealousy to, oh, I take this as a sign that my abundance and wealth is about to come as well, which was really interesting. I love that. That's a great, that's a very good modality. I wonder if, if that you could like put that into a tip so that like if anyone wanted to remember that, how would that sound? Like um, if you see something where, if you see something that is evoking jealousy, reframe your mind into taking it as a sign that that is coming to you in the future. Is that? Wow. Well, yeah, I, was, <laughs> I could have never spit that out so quickly. That was perfect. Yeah. That's a, I love that so much. Oh, I'm going to think about that all the time because I used to do the same thing. And when we're on social media, it's we're inundated every single day, every minute of different energy mm-hmm. coming out. And our brains are, are firing so fast and our subconscious is doing so much more work than we're even aware of. And it does mm-hmm. change your, your vibration, your frequency by just getting all of this in you. So I think that's, that's yeah. a great thing to look for. Cause I mean, it's very easy to get jealous online. Oh, oh yeah. When you started. Yeah. And everyone's gonna have their moments, but if you can just kind of not let that affect what comes to you, because it's not, it doesn't, someone's not, if someone goes on a vacation, that doesn't mean like there's one last vac- there's yeah. one less vacation that you can have. Right. That doesn't even make any sense. It should just inspire you to work harder or save up or make little changes so that you can have that. Yeah. I read a book one time that was talking about how we are all one and was saying that like, I I think it was telling me to do a, like a little experiment, a mental experiment. When I would see someone do something, say that I saw someone on a vacation, I would think that that was me on the vacation because we are, if we are all one, then you are mm-hmm. me and I am you, which sounds like super woo-woo, but at the same time, try it out. And it's it's really beautiful. It, it, it helped me a lot with jealousy and compassion for myself when I would see somebody mm-hmm. succeed, whether it was like someone got an audition that I wanted or like a friend of mine got like a huge paycheck or something like that. I, instead of being like when I was not in a, as, as a 
uh, as positive of a place that I'm in right now, it's easier to get down on yourself and go, why not me? Yeah. And so one thing that helped me through that is this mentality of if somebody gets something, congratulate them for doing it and celebrate them, number one. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is if you think of yourself as them and them as you, that's also your success. And so it's like, mm -hmm. oh, you just got a huge paycheck. Hell yeah. We just got a huge paycheck. Like, yeah, we yeah. did. <laughs> and it's like, and even that, like the, the power of language, the, the, we, it's like, now we're a team. It's like, I'm not mm -hmm. going to use any of the money, but like, yes, we did. Like I'm here for you. And you don't obviously have to tell them that you're thinking that, but it helps you. <laughs> it helped me a lot to go. Yeah. Like I am that person. And like, and if I see someone on stage killing it, I'm like, they're really funny. I'm really funny because that's me. It's such a weird way of you're thinking like, we about are it, so but it funny. helps. <laughs> Yeah, it's I love mental visualizations. I feel like that's like yeah. why I'm put on this earth just to like think about cool things and weird concepts. I love it so much. Yeah, it's incredibly powerful. And and just like we were saying, how did we get here? How did we get to this negative mindset and this competitive nature? Because those negative thoughts have been just running through our minds, subliminal messages in society. So if we start to work to contradict those, mm -hmm. we'll event it'll be second nature to just be positive and commend other people instead of being jealous and hateful and horrible. <laughs> and horrible, deplorable. I'm like some of y'all suck. <laughs> like y'all, like me five years ago. That's what it was like. Yeah. Oh my God. When you started, cause you're like, you seem very well-versed in positivity, but has it always been like that? It's funny. I was I just talking to my girlfriend about this yesterday where I feel like a lot of people get the question of like, how are you so confident or how are you so positive? And I think it's always the people who had a reason not to mm -hmm. be at some point in their life who are so good at it. I think maybe confidence is easier to explain, but I think it goes hand in hand with the positivity. Like when I was when I was coming out and I, I don't even think about it very often anymore because it was so long ago that I had to like announced to anyone that I'm gay. And my therapist was asking me about the experience. And at first I was like, why are we talking about this? I'm, this doesn't affect mm. me. And then talking about, it, I was like, damn, there's some trauma <laughs> in there. I wasn't realizing. But when you go through that and you have people look down on you for just who you mm. are or not accept you, whether it be your job, your sexuality, the color of your skin, anything going on in your life, when you have people dislike you because of that and something that you're okay with in you, it makes a switch. And I think it causes you to just want to be happy and make yourself happy and not worry about how other people feel about you. You spend so much time trying to people please. Mm -hmm. And I would, I wouldn't say I was gay. Like if I got hit on by a guy at a bar, because I didn't want to make them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think in my head, I'd be like, oh, it's just for me because I don't want to deal with it. But I knew it was because I I didn't want to deal with it, but I didn't want to make them uncomfortable. And I got to a point where I was like, wait, I'm OK with being gay. If this random stranger or even important person in my life isn't OK with it, that's their issue, not my issue. And I think that that makes you confident and that makes you positive and that makes you kind of just accept life as it comes at you and kind of roll with the punches a little bit more because you know you're going to be who you're meant to be and you just have to kind of let that happen and own it 
we all make mistakes, but be unapologetically yourself. If you make a mistake, you can apologize for that. But if you're honest and you're confident in who you are, it makes things so much easier and you don't really feel the need to apologize. Mm -hmm. Getting there is a very time consuming and energy energy consuming place. If Mm -hmm. people listening aren't quite there or don't know how to get to be in a space of being unapologetically unapologetically themselves um, or, or don't know who they are in order to be yeah. themselves, what would you say, whether it's like a tip or um, something to help on the journey of self-discovery? Like what has helped you? Yeah, I think, I mean, therapy is wonderful and amazing. And I know not everyone can afford that. And it's especially when you're younger doing that, if you don't want to tell your parents can be difficult. Journaling. Journaling's an incredible way for self-discovery and not just journaling when you're feeling great or when you're feeling bad. I feel like a lot of people want to write when they have these negative thoughts. Journaling when you're feeling great because then you're going to see these patterns forming of, okay, this brought me a lot of joy and a lot of happiness. What was going on in my life? Who was in my life? What was I doing? What was my career? And I think just taking time to learn who you are, especially when we aren't confident, we worry about Oh, who's that person? What are they doing? I want to emulate that. Instead, look inside yourself and figure out what you like. Figure out what you maybe don't like. It's okay to want to change parts of yourself. I think sometimes we get confidence confused with that of like, no, I just have to accept myself exactly as I am. You are exactly who you're meant to be right now, whether you're struggling or thriving, confident or not. You are where you are right now for a purpose, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to not want to change things. Like I was really timid in my early twenties. I was afraid to like, if my meal came wrong at a restaurant, I would like not say a single Same. word. I still kind of do that <laughs> one a little bit. Like I'm definitely but allergic to once this, I went thank vegan, you so I had much. To. Can I have some butter? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, I love right. it. I'm going to eat it all. Even if I like flame up and die, it's <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. I was horrible at that. I didn't like to call people. I didn't, I didn't like to share my opinions. I used to always say, I have to be both educated and passionate on something to speak my mind. And I think to a degree, there's, there's some truth to that where I don't need to just like spew random opinions that I don't really necessarily have just like arguing for the sake of arguing, Mm -hmm. but it is okay to talk about something that you maybe don't fully understand yet, because if anything, maybe you'll change your mind. Maybe you'll learn something so that you can articulate your argument better. Maybe you'll just learn something that either solidifies your opinion or changes it. And I think I really learned how to speak up for myself and how to like, I don't know, just, just have some validity behind my words and also be okay with changing those opinions. I actually don't even remember how, what I was going on that tangent for. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what was the question? <laughs> no, I, I think, but yeah, yeah journal, <laughs> basically journaling is where it started. And I love where it went because journal- <laughs> <laughs> journaling, um, really does help. And I, I love the fact that you said journal when you're happy and not when things are awful. Uh, cause I said the same mm-hmm. thing to my therapist one time and I was like, I feel like, I don't think I said it in these words, but I essentially, my idea was I, I hate the fact that I'm paying so much when I, when nothing is really wrong right now. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything to talk about. There's nothing going wrong in my life. And she said, why does something have to be wrong? Like what's going right? Can we talk about that? Like, this is your time. This is your hour. 
Why, why do we always have to fill it with something that's negative? Like, let's talk about all the good things that are happening in your life. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that there be, could also be celebratory. I mean, she, like, obviously she celebrates. She helps me celebrate the small wins. But like, I'm always like, oh, what am I going to talk about? What's, what's the thing that's bothering me? And it's like, well, if, if yeah. nothing is coming up, then good. Then talk about the things that yeah, are good. That's- that's more than okay. You don't have to have some big, awful issue. You can even talk about like the most mundane things to kind of dissect it and learn like, oh, why did I react this way? Or why did I feel this way? Or just like I said, with journaling, creating those patterns of happiness and positivity. Cause in a month you could go to therapy and be like, everything's shit, what Mm -hmm. happened? And then your therapist can be like, okay, let's take a look back at what was happening in your life when you were feeling amazing. Cause I know I personally have days where I feel awful and nothing has changed in Mm. my life. I'm just like, have a down moment. So if I can look back in a journal of being like, oh, I felt so happy on this day. Oh, you know what? I went for a walk with my dog this day and it was beautiful out. Maybe I'll go do that and see if it improves my mood. That can be so powerful. That's such a good thing to to do. I'm like, I'm going to do that easily. It's, it's almost like a recipe for happiness. And I think I've talked about mm-hmm. it before of like, write down what makes you feel alive and which goes back to following uh, what makes you happy and like following your bliss and truly like whatever makes you the happiest, keeping it very close to you. And so mm-hmm. I like the idea of writing kind of like a recipe for success of like your emotional success. And yeah, yeah. you're right. Like going back into to that and it's like, okay, walk with dog in morning, uh, dance around, listen to music on max volume, like, and do all of these things so that when you do mm-hmm. have a down moment or a down day going back and it's all, it's all there. It's just a recipe that you have to put together and make. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It can feel so hard to get out of those ruts when you are feeling down. Sometimes nothing feels mm. good. And you're like, God, I'm just going to feel low forever. So if you have your little recipe for happiness or a little checklist of things you know bring you joy, forcing yourself to do that, it could work. Mm -hmm. It could improve your mood. And then you're ready to go do the things that you would naturally do to feel happy. And at the same time, if if you have the recipe and it's not working and you really just want to feel low, feel low. Sometimes you Mm -hmm. just have to do that. Like the other day, I was not feeling into it. And something that I really like lately is I'm I'm listening to my body in ways that I have never done before. And so I'm like, what actually would make me feel good, even down to what I'm eating. It's like, what do I Mm -hmm. want right now? Oh, I want something crunchy and a little salty. And I want, and like being able to really pinpoint the things that you are craving and needing and wanting, and then giving Mm -hmm. that to yourself. I feel like, I mean, this is like a grander thing, but like everything in the world, I think can be boiled down to like, what do I need in this moment? And then giving it to yourself. But I think the issue is we have grown up in a way where we have like limitations, whether there's, those are limiting beliefs or actual laws or rules or limitations around us that make it so we can't have what we want because of mm-hmm. whatever the reason is. Because I can't have a piece of pizza because people, society says that I should be a specific size or that, uh, that it's going to like clog my arteries. That's like my, my parents telling me about like health. And it's like, what ever, mm-hmm. like, what do you want in this moment? Have it. 
as long as you're not killing someone, have it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do anything illegal, but yeah. And if you do that and you give into those like desires and learn what you want better, you'll be overall more balanced. Like somebody asked me in a Q and a on Instagram the other day, what's your favorite cheat meal? And I was like, God, Mm. I don't have cheat meals because if I want something, I give myself it and I am more in shape and happier and healthier than I've ever been on any diet and restricting myself because if I'm craving pizza and I don't give myself that and I make like cauliflower bites as a replica Mm. of that, I'm still going to want the goddamn pizza. You're going to want the pizza. And then I'm eating 12 things to compensate for the one piece of pizza I could have had and just been happy and moved on. But now I'm miserable and I just ate like 12 pieces of broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so important. I um, I was doing this workbook called the Intuitive Eating Workbook in the beginning of quarantine because it was so easy to fall into diet mentalities. Like I grew up mm-hmm. and I've had this kind of forever, like growing up in cheerleading and dance and then CrossFit. Yeah. Like having the idea of what I should be in like my, my perfect body and a thigh gap or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. And then seeing on Instagram people's ab cracks and just being like, wow, I'm, I'm comparing myself every single day from a physical aspect. And this is unhealthy in so many ways because my body works, it is beautiful and I'm hating on it every single day that it doesn't look like somebody else's. And so I was, I was doing some work and I love that you mentioned the, the pizza, broccoli, cauliflower replica, uh, because it's (laughs) so true. We, we think that all the time, if we, if we want something and we tell ourselves we can't have it, we try and figure out something that will hopefully replace it. And it doesn't because mm-hmm. your body still wants that piece of pizza, chocolate, whatever it is. And it's like, how can we get closer to that with not actually having it? And then by the time mm-hmm. we do everything that we can, we're like, oh my God, I just, I still really want the pizza. And then you finally eat it. And then it's, and then you've like binged essentially. Yeah, and it's the whole thing exactly. over again. So I think all of that to say, like, be not only be honest with what you want, give yourself it and like be happy about that because it's so true. I'm, I'm the same way. Like don't have any more diet rules, whatever I want, I'm going to have. And in the beginning of recovery, in the beginning of like changing your intuitive eating, um, especially if you come from a restrictive mentality of calorie counting or counting Mm -hmm. macros, which is where I came from is the, the idea that I can have anything is really scary because that means I'm going to yeah. eat everything. And it's like, oh, I can have this cookie. I can have this cupcake. That means I'm going to eat 17 cupcakes. And it, it is it is so frightening because you don't mm-hmm. you don't know. But once you give yourself it was so fun because they gave you um exercises that you were like forcing yourself to have the cupcake. And it was like, well, I don't want the cupcake. And it was like, we, we know you don't want this right now, but give it to your body anyway, because it's, it's subconscious. It's like, yeah, it's like, interesting. Yes. It's, it is a chemical biological trust with yourself, your Mm -hmm. relationship with your food, your relationship with yourself. And it was so interesting because I was like, I really I I really could go without this. I'm not craving this cupcake right now, but it's like, Mm -hmm. eat it when you don't crave it. And then it, it triggers your body and your mind to trust you that you're not going to be in starvation mode. And I eat the cupcake and I go, it's a pretty good, good cupcake. I feel kind of bad about the calories. And it's like, that's, that's where you got to cut it off. Don't be bad. Don't feel Mm -hmm. bad about the calories. You're not going to eat a cupcake every single day of your life. This is just right now to help you get to the next part. 
And now that I've opened my mind to the fact that I can eat anything at any time and there's no guilt to it, I am going for the salads sometimes. I'm going for a piece of pizza sometimes. Exactly. And you're not craving it because right. you are allowed to have it. Half the half the time you just want what you can mm-hmm. have. And then you're like, oh, I can have it. My body doesn't want a cupcake right now, so I'm good. Maybe tomorrow, but not right. today. Oh, and I think that's, that's mm-hmm. so beautiful, whether it's talking about nutrition or otherwise. It's like we we do as humans, we do want what we can have. But as soon yeah. as we allow ourselves to feel the desires and if if it's possible, if you're like, like committing adultery or something like that, then like enjoy that and do <laughs> and give it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I just like. I feel like we should just be treating ourselves better. I think that's what all this entire podcast will come down to. It's like, just treat yourself better, honor yourself, honor your desires. And I think that's totally. maybe how you find yourself. I think so too. And I think, yeah, I think it's just being kind to yourself and self-awareness. Self-awareness is key. Once you know yourself and you get yourself, and that goes with whether we're talking about diet or just being confident in your own skin and who you are, you can you can understand what you want to change for yourself. Like, oh, I I actually don't care to have washboard abs. I'm just seeing it everywhere and thinking that I'm supposed to have that. But I actually really like the way my stomach looks, no matter what it is. If you're self-aware, you can kind of understand what it is that you want for yourself and what it is that everyone else is trying to push on Mm -hmm. you. Oh my God. I am. I'm so excited for the listener question. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll get back into the listener question because this is, I think this is a very helpful podcast already. (laughs) Okay. We'll take a quick break while Cammie gives us an extra piece of advice. You can find at just a tip podcast on Instagram and we'll be right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill patio sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we are back. Uh, we have a listener question but before we get into that, I just want to know, I hope this doesn't get into too much of a tangent because you and I together <laughs> can go off on so much. It will. <laughs> but what is one lesson from 2020 that you are going to bring into next year? Um, use your time wisely. 
and like surround mm. yourself with people and things that bring you joy. Look, I, I kept it really short. Um, <laughs> that was amazing. I'm like, oh my, beautiful. Okay, perfect. Our listener question uh, is the title of it is called Quarter Life Crisis. So when it, a quarter life would be yeah. 25. Yeah. I've had like five of right. them okay. so far though. Cool. So I don't know. <laughs> I've had five <laughs> this morning. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, here here is our question. Hey, Megan. Wow, this is a... Uh... This is pretty sick, not going to lie. I feel like I'm calling into a radio show. Um, uh, I'm 24, and I'm currently going through a lot of anxiety in my, I guess, quarter-life crisis. Uh, I got the job that I always wanted when I was in high school and college. I saw myself getting this job, and it actually turned out to be something I really didn't like, and I'm starting to question my passions. I've only been here for around two years at the company, and now I've gotten this job for the past, like, five months, but it just hasn't gotten that much better, especially because of COVID. This is just not it. I definitely want to pursue something more in the content creation side, do something more artistic and creative, and I just don't know how to make that shift. I guess what I'm asking is, when you're feeling anxious about a life change or a huge transition in your lifestyle, how do you deal with anxiety and answer the question of, should I make this jump? I know I should be focusing on my happiness, but at the same time, it's just, I don't want to make the wrong decision and end up being very, very unhappy and regretful and just completely mentally unstable from my mistakes. Uh, but no, yeah, this is really cool, man. Thank you for, uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, thanks. Bye. Oh my gosh, my heart. So sweet. That was so cute. <laughs> that was amazing. I first of all, love that. Um, but th this is a perfect question because we were just talking essentially about this of like following your passions or following your bliss and, uh, and huge transitions. So, I mean, there's so much anxiety in, in the question of, should I make this jump? Have you ever gone through something like that where you didn't know where it was going to end up and you just leapt and hopefully the net would appear? I think every day. I think you kind of just roll with the punches on a daily basis. I'm actually really excited for this person. I think yeah. they're at a crossroads where they're going to, this is going to be a pivotal moment they look back on and they are so happy. No matter what they decide to do, I'm really excited for them. I think- this entire podcast that we talked about is directly in line with all of this. Absolutely. I feel also that he mentions that he should be, fo or they should be mo focusing on the happiness, mm -hmm. but at the same time, they don't want to be unhappy just in case it's the wrong decision. But for me, in my experience, any decision that I made was never the wrong one because it was the right one at the time. And Completely. so even if it's like, I, I, broke up with this person or started dating this person or got, uh, got away from this certain job in the moment, it might feel like the wrong thing. Or I, I definitely have regretted things for a couple years being like, should I have broken up with that person? But then years down the road, it was always the right thing to do. There is never another option. Mm -hmm. And I think that things will play out as they play out. Um, obviously like we are the creators of whatever we want, but just know that any decision you make is the right one, even if it feels like the wrong one after you make it. Yeah, completely. And they said they got a job right out of school. 
then you're probably going to be able to find another one. I know this is a really weird year. Everyone is feeling this. You're not alone. And I'm also such a big believer in not obsessing over your passions. We put so much emphasis on that word and it can be really daunting to know your passions, to find a career in your passion. I love the concept of chasing your curiosity and letting that lead you to your passions. And just, I I never thought that this was going to be my job. I just followed things that made me feel good. And I ended up here. Of course, there's days where I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Or I don't want to do this. And I am not happy with this aspect. But overall, when I follow things that make me feel good, I end in a really good place. I completely agree. Even in the growth of this podcast of Just a Tip in the very beginning, I wanted it to be only comedy. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be a comedy forward podcast. And the more that it grew, I started having conversations like this and having like-minded people in terms of, of manifesting and positivity and psychology and like neuro anything. It's like, it's so fascinating to me and therapy and self-help and mental health. Like it, I love chasing your curiosity because it's the same exact thing that happened here. And this is why conversations like this make me so charged versus talking about comedy or trying to make everything a bit. And it's like, first of all, it's not like help. It'll help other people have a good time. Sure. It'll make people laugh, but I, this makes me so much more fulfilled. So I think at the same time, like following your curiosity and and feel what fuels you and feel what fills you and then go in that direction and, and and every I really do believe that everything will work out in your benefit. I don't know why I believe that so much, but I truly wholeheartedly do. Yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. I I'm not worried for this person at all. I'm you're gonna be just fine. <laughs> I wonder. They say that they are uh, interested in making artistic and creative like content creation. Mm-hmm. When you started, and did you start? on YouTube first or what was the first thing? Um, yeah, basically YouTube. We'll go with YouTube. That's when I was really creating content. It was, I always say it was a happy accident. I kind of just fell into it. (laughs) Really? What, Mm -hmm. what did you think of? Like when you first made your first video, like what was the mentality behind that? Um, I started making YouTube videos with an ex of mine and we started a clothing company together and we're doing other creative things and people, we had a following on Tumblr and people were just like, please make a YouTube video. So while we were waiting for product to come in for our clothing company, it was kind of like a date night. We were doing challenge videos and it was just a fun outlet. And then to meet new people and see this kind of community that was forming, it just kind of grew from there. Oh, interesting. So I, it was truly an accident. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't trying to be on the internet. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> whoops. How it, it, whoops. Look, look at where we are now. Uh, it's like that one meme that's like how it started and how it's going. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh my God, I should make one of those. <laughs> um, the, okay. Do you have any advice for someone that's wanting to get into content creation with everything that you know now? Yeah. Even though it wasn't like a, an accident. <laughs> You've done a very good job. Thank you. Thank you. I think the key to this career is to be authentic. And I, that was always the advice I gave of just like, be you, do what you want to do. But then from like a more realistic point of view, find your thing, find what sets you apart and like the thing that you really care about sharing and focus on that, but allow it to evolve. Just like you were saying, you started this podcast as comedy. You are naturally a funny person. So there's comedy woven in all your episodes, but it has evolved to something else. So be authentic, be true, find your thing, whether it be cooking or music or comedy 
And then let that just kind of flow and change and evolve with you in your life and with your audience. Yeah, such good advice. I think being adaptable and flexible and pivoting, especially with -hmm. with the way that the internet is working and algorithms always changing. It's like you have to be ready to change in, in not change, I guess, but um, be to be adaptable into whatever it may be, whether that's like quibby or reels or mm-hmm. whatever comes out. It's like, oh, what's this new thing now? And how do I take what I already do and what I love and kind of like retailer it for another thing? Yeah. I think it's, I think that's a, a great piece of advice to follow what you love. Cause I remember when I started, I got advice from another YouTuber who blew up like insane, like such exponential growth. And he had told me that I need to do one thing because I do a lot. Like my channel is a bunch of stuff. I have gotten the same advice. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm and, like, no. and, and I'm not doing it. I was like, I like having a multidimensional channel. I like not being pigeonholed into just doing cooking videos, even mm-hmm. though those, he was like, you should only do cooking on YouTube because like those, that's what performs the best and just keep doing that. It's like, but what happens if I want to do something else one day? And it's, it's so off the mark of what everybody came for. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do the exact same thing. I'm not going to pigeonhole myself into one thing. But the cool thing is when I am following my curiosity, it it shows itself because since I didn't lock myself into cooking and I'm able to go so many ways, I see my channel now and it's like, oh, it's it's very home base. It's very interior design. It's very much thrifting and, mm-hmm. and doing all that. It's like, oh, that's what my entire like life has been up until this point. And it's it, your passion. If you don't know what your passion is, it will show itself by whatever path you are on to exploring your creativity back to your same point. Yeah, completely. And because you are so authentic in the content you make, whether you're doing a podcast or a dance video or a cooking video or DIY, it's so you that your Mm. audience knows what to expect because they know you and they love you and they love you just sharing your interests and your passions with them that they're not there just for a cooking video. Yeah, that might go viral and blow you up really quickly, But the longevity of it is being yourself and showing Mm -hmm. your true self in every little corner of your passions and what drives you. Yeah, I will say if you are listening and want to start whatever it is, YouTube channel, podcast, in addition to being authentic, is this is like a more technical tip is imagine that you're talking to a best friend or imagine that Mm -hmm. you're making a video for your family back home. Like speak to the lens as if you're speaking to an actual person because you are. It's, it maybe looks Mm -hmm. like a a glass lens in front of you in your living room, but know that you're connecting with people and that's just like the gateway to it. So don't try and put on a show because I remember when I first started, I was overcompensating in so many ways. I didn't think I was funny enough. So I would like stand up and talk really loudly and wear a full face of makeup and strip lashes, red lips, like the (laughs) whole thing. And it's like, luckily times have changed and people like it when you look disheveled, but (laughs) (laughs) thank God for that. Yeah. Right. But it's like truly talk to a person. You, you think you're talking to a a piece of equipment, but you really aren't. So connect and, and don't try and put up a show. Just be Again, oh my God, the words be yourself. If I could, <laughs> it's like, as I get older, I mentioned this, I think in the last podcast, but like, as I get older, all the cliches are right the whole time. They've all they were been always right. right. Cliches for a reason. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. To end the podcast, 
there is a quick game I like to play just to get the most amount of advice in the least amount of time. <gasps> this is called Three Words Only. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to read a, <laughs> no pressure, it's not timed <laughs> or anything. Um, I'm going to read a suggestion or a one word suggestion, and then we both have to give three words of advice for that one topic. Okay. So the, exam- the example I always use is if the subject was Los Angeles, it would be check parking signs. Oh, so a quick tip, <laughs> right? Um, if I only heard that advice before I moved here, I think I got like 17 tickets my first year. Yeah, oh. I still get them probably every time I park. <laughs> and I read the signs twice. <laughs> <laughs> twice. Um, okay, the first suggestion is relationships. What are three words? for? And this could be platonic, um, romantic, re- work relationships. Like what is the... Three words of advice for relationships. Oh, um, well, I can only think of like two words. <laughs> okay, then just add bitch at the end. <laughs> yeah, like a, a big exclamation or something. Um, I think recent. this is like a new tip that I have is to be mindful. Mm. My girlfriend and I started to thank each other for random things throughout the day, whether we like do the dishes or walk the dog. And by thanking each other. It has one reminded the person thanking of how much somebody does for you. So you feel so grateful. And then you also just feel appreciated. So that's just at the I top of that. my mind right now. Be mindful. Be mindful, bitch. That's yeah, not be mindful, act. bitch. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay. Um, uh, okay. So mine is serve the team. And that mm. comes from um, my the project I'm working on right now. Sometimes we get in our heads about like, this person's getting more screen time or my joke got cut or whatever it is. And it's like, they say this thing called serve the story mm-hmm. where it's not about you. It's not about the joke. It is about the story, what's happening in this scene. And so I took that concept and I'm thinking if you're in a relationship um, and whether it's you're fighting or you're celebrating, whatever it is, if you're even just conversing, to serve the team as a team. The both of you, two of you are a team. And if something is coming at you, it's not me against you or me versus you. It's us versus the problem. And we are a team. We're wearing the same jersey. I so love that. That's serve amazing. The team. I'm writing that down. <laughs> okay, the next one is waking up. Do you have three tips on waking up? Ooh. And this can go in any way that you want. Um, say something nice. I like every morning try to like say something good and not like, oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do that. It's like, today's gonna be a great day. Or like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for blank. Um, yeah. Saying something nice and positive or even be like, I'm fucking awesome today. Yes. Just like doing something really kind, really nice. Initial thought immediately when you wake up is like, I'm so excited for today or something really, really positive. Yes. I love that so much. Mine will be, um, I wish it had a ring to it. I wish it sounded really cool, but it doesn't. Um, but I, I'll say uh, gratitude before... Oh, I really want it Rhyme to sound it. cool. Come on, come on. I know, Take a like, minute. I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Gratitude, not a lot rhymes with gratitude. Gratefulness before email mess. That's, a, <laughs> that's the closest I can a get to something effort. rhyming. But be grateful. Um, yeah. 
Um, B yeah, for I'm the think rhyme, something actually for you and I- F because I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, uh, I do when I wake up, it's a similar thing to being positive, like saying something nice is, uh, I write down 10 things I'm grateful for. And then one thing I'm really proud of myself for before I do emails, before I'm on Instagram. So that's the thing, either like put social media, like don't get on it immediately, but even before then gratefulness. Yeah. You do that every single morning. Most mornings. Sometimes I forget, but it helps a ton. Yeah. I need to move my phone. It's just like, it's always right there. So I just grab it. And then Mm -hmm. I normally say the positive stuff, like when I go in the bathroom and brush my teeth, but I, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try to not touch the phone, put it in a drawer, put it across the room or something. Yeah. And focus on those thoughts before all the noise jumps in. It's yeah. I think it's so vital to do that because as soon as they start coming in, they don't stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't cut the noise as soon as you turn the volume up. Right. Okay. So the last one is energy. Do you have three words for energy? Um, it affects you, whether it's your mm. energy, other people's energy, it is going to take a toll on you. Energy doesn't stop. It goes through you, it goes in you, it goes to everybody else. So make sure that you're putting good energy out and bringing good energy around you. Yes. Mine is it is everywhere. Everything has it. I don't know which one I want, but like this, the exact same thing of, of you saying like, it's, it's going to affect you. Yes. And it is everywhere. Yeah. Every single thing you interact with, whether that's another person, a thing or your thoughts mm-hmm. has it. it is, everything is chock full of it. So be mindful, bitch. <laughs> And a callback, and that's the perfect ending to our podcast. Thank you so much. This has been truly delightful. Thank Where you so much. Where can people find you on the internet? I'm going to be on your podcast. Yes, you're just about to be on my podcast, so everyone stay tuned for that. The podcast is called Uneducated, and you can find me on all forms of social media at Kimmy Scott. Yay! If you listening have a sticky situation or burning concern, call us at 805-751-9071. You give us your age and we'll do the best we can with what we have because alas, we are human. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time on Just a Tip. Bye. Bye. Oh my God, that was so fun. So much fun. I'm going to be calling. I'm going to be calling in every week now. (laughs) So, hey guys, it's me again. That was a HeadGum Podcast.